0: so many great opportunities and while flibbity gibbet is one term for me impulsive would be another self-destructive might be a third and what about our move to sheffield two years ago i often find myself thinking i wish we hadn't done it after 20 years in london and then sydney i found it hard to get used to being out of a global city actually i still haven't adapted I know plenty of people who adore Sheffield, and I do understand why. I don't think they're crazy. It's my problem, my fit with the place, and I just can't seem to make it right, as much as I really would like to. At this point, it would be great if I were able to give you a comprehensive example of my everyday mental weakness, to clarify some of the things I'd most like to change. But my life feels like one long example. Take yesterday. "'I'm encouraging,' a euphemism, if ever I've written one, "'Jacob to go and get dressed for school. "'Meanwhile, Lucas is sitting at the kitchen table, "'arms folded, refusing with all the absolute, "'immovable determination of a two-year-old "'to eat his cereal because I absent-mindedly "'stirred in the banana and yoghurt "'instead of leaving it on top, as he likes it. "'I'm throwing stuff all over the hall "'because I can't find their wellies, and it's raining. "'And it never rained in Sydney,' Not actually true. And now James is saying he'll have to stay at his work flat over in Liverpool tonight. So the work I was planning to get done during bath and bedtime won't get finished, leaving me likely to miss a deadline for the first time in my life. And maybe I should just do as my mother-in-law keeps saying, and stop work to focus on my family. But that's just a crazy idea. And in frustration with everything, I yell at Lucas, "'Eat your breakfast now or go to your room!' "'It's 7.32am. The day's barely begun, and already I feel like I'm going to explode. "'Everyday domestic problems. Hardly a life-or-death scenario. "'And nobody benefited from my stressed-out state, least of all my kids, "'as, of course, I realise later, when I feel awful for shouting at my little boy "'and wish I could grab him back from the childminder to hug him. "'I've talked all this over with friends.' the consensus seems to be that a misbehaving mind is pretty normal. Over coffee recently with two other working mothers, one confided that she was having acupuncture to help with mental calmness. She works four days a week in a high-level IT job and has one daughter in her first year at school and another at preschool. She says she feels that she isn't doing anything very well. She's not performing at work as she'd like and doesn't feel successful as a mother. This is getting to her. A lot of the time she feels anxious, on edge, worried, unable to relax. She isn't sleeping properly. Her sister had recommended the acupuncture. The other friend, who in some ways has fewer pressures, she's a self-employed artist who chooses when she works, revealed that she's been going to regular talks, organised by a local Brahma Kamaris group, part of a worldwide organisation with origins in Hinduism, Directed at reducing negative self-talk and enhancing self-esteem. She said she isn't depressed exactly, but lacking in positivity and enthusiasm for herself and for life, and was looking for explanations why. The talks were providing her with possibilities to think about. When I brought up my problem, my mental weakness, with a third friend, whom I'd always thought of as exceptionally mentally strong... She told me that at times she feels down and has absolutely no idea what triggers it or how to get out of it. During these periods, which can last hours or sometimes days, she finds herself focusing on negative thoughts about herself and her decisions and worrying about her kids. When she feels like this, she just sits it out and waits to feel better. None of these people need to see a psychiatrist. None would see a psychotherapist, But while having an out-of-control mind might be normal, it clearly isn't desirable. It isn't enough to just get by, is it? It shouldn't be enough for me, I decide, or for my family. The friends I'd talked to had taken steps to try to help themselves with what, following further conversation, seemed really, broadly speaking, to be the same problem that affects me. But their steps seemed slight and erratic. Hopeful shots in the dark more than anything else. Perhaps, I thought, there was a book out there that could help. I did find a few with tips on how to get through a major trauma, like a death in the family. Then there was one that pointed.